Ladies and germs, and welcome back to Deeply Unwell with your hosts, Connie Hanwell-Thorpe and Peggy Taiwan. We uh, are so happy to have you listening, and if you enjoy this podcast, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts or a like on Spotify. Um, and if you'd like to hear more exclusive content uh, and see some more of us shaking our little titties back <laughs> to and fro, um, please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash deeplyunwell. This week, we have a very special guest. Her name is Jessie James Keitel, and she is the star of which shows? Queer as Folk. Have you heard of it? The reboot, obviously. Uh, a guest star on Star Trek and more, uh, not recently. The opposite of recently, opposite she of was recently. on <laughs> ABC's Big Sky. More not recently. Yes. Um, and we are so happy to have her. Welcome, Jesse James Keitel. How are you, babe? We just had to restart this because I wasn't pressing the record button, but we're all good now. We're all learning together. It's a learning experience. Mm-hmm. We are. We are here, and we are all collectively deeply unwell. That's I would right. hope so. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesse was just telling us that she's in the Hudson Valley. She's from Long Island, one of my favorite places, my favorite people, all of the funniest people I've ever met are actually from Long Island. Also the hottest and the richest. Yeah, yeah it, it all tracks. It's honestly, it's the water. It's the water. It's the, couple, it's the water. It's, it's the Brookhaven lab. It's giving breast cancer and funny <laughs> and, and all of the above. It's giving yeah. Alex Mack. It's, I don't know the reference, but yes, that too. I was that show with that girl where she, um she like uh fell into a vat of like toxic Toxic waste and then she could turn into a puddle of like silver goo whenever she wanted to yeah i think it was like a nickelodeon season five yeah 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 yeah. exactly yeah Yeah. i'll I'll attract it at first (laughs) yeah (laughs) well my love uh so you are booked and busy and you are doing all sorts of different things but before we get into that we actually know each other because we used oh, to right. um, be in the club together. That, is that how you guys um, know each yeah, other? Yeah, way back, way back when, back in New York City. Yeah. Um, and I was like a big, a big Corinne fangirl on Instagram. I was like, oh my God, she's so pretty. How do you be trans? <laughs> Wait, that's exactly <laughs> how I like became friends with her too. I was like, who is this goddess transsexual? And now I'm a I know, I was like... <laughs> oh oh for you did so did, oh, did corinne like transition before you did did we all like come into it at the same time i feel like no correct corinne's corinne's before me yeah okay yeah just probably yeah. slightly she, i started like six yeah, months she, after her yeah corinne was giving a little bit um brick. tranny godmother for me so. i was giving brick in like a plastic wig <laughs> Well, you were cross-dressing before you were trans. Well, I house. wasn't cross-dressing. I was only cross-dressing If you're a male time. wearing a wig, you're cross-dressing. True. Um, well, I was also, I was, like, doing drag. But it wasn't, yeah. like, like woman drag. So it's, like, I, I definitely explored my 
transness through being a clown yeah did yeah. you actually do like like female illusions like drag like performing in the clubs no actually no not at all it was more like alien-esque okay it was much more um art project than same uh, that was so yeah. of the time i feel like everyone yeah. was like just we were like, it was very of the yeah. time <laughs> we were both like scene kids so uh-huh. we were just like we would just like sit and be like really pretty and androgynous and like weird looking and mm-hmm. just like not talk to people See, that was that was the goal i like people always like oh did you love performing in drag and i was like no i hated it, it made me really anxious yeah i like just showing up and being cool for sure i just want to show and be yeah. hot <laughs> i love we were all yeah, i just want to be hot and cool we were we all were in new york cool. at the same time but i was in a completely different crowd i was just with long island fags yeah. like going to like metropolitan and shit being one of those which i also love yeah i i I love like a more low key like Brooklyn moment. Yeah, yeah. like TNT. Sadly, I think both of them are closed now. So sad. and Sugarland. It's met. It's Metro closed. I don't know. I feel. I, I feel like I someone think, told me. I feel like Charlene is still having shows oh, there. Oh, that's good. Did you ever go to yeah, Sugarland? No. <sighs> no one. Neither did sure. you. I did go to Sugarland. I think like twice. It was like it, that's where she Honey, was sucking dick. That's where I was being a sketchy little faggot. It was so fun. <laughs> okay, wait, okay, Jesse, did you ever go to the cock in New York? Actually, no. Yeah. I've been pa- walked past it eight thousand times. So I was always too scared, even it's, for no reason. Yeah. Just a bar. I only, I think, I only like, went once. It's, it's very scary. It's like urine-soaked floors. Yeah, it, it seems very your vibe. Very my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> or the eagle? Did you go to the eagle? I've never been to the eagle in New York. I went. To, I just went to the eagle in L.A. Okay. Was that in L.A.? Yeah, I just went to the Eagle in LA. Um, I actually loved it. Yeah, I've never been to the one in LA, but the one in New York was like huge, like three stories. Like Is that rooftop. in the East Village? Um, I it, I think it was actually the West Side, like maybe even meatpacking. Okay. Um, kind packing of packing like, meat and, into buttholes. Yeah. yeah. No, there's something about like being like a pretty girl in a club like that or in a bar like that where it's like I'm invisible in such a completely different level. Yeah. That's like oddly infuriating and also kind of nice yeah yeah totally you're like the only divine feminine in yeah. the room and it's like yeah i'll bow down yeah and until like a, a fag comes and squeezes your tip <laughs> and calls you a man yeah yeah they'll they'll need tweezers for mine <laughs> so <it's, it's... laughs> um so you're from long island did you grow up in long island like you're born and raised yeah i'm like yeah born and raised out east of long island from manorville mm-hmm. um and my family's all still there. And then I went to college in the city and then uh, had a quarter life crisis fresh out of college in the city. And that's when I like dove into um, transsexualism and drag. Oh, <laughs> and here we are. Um, yeah. When did you get into acting? Was that like always your plan or was it like later? Um, no, I started, I started in like middle school, okay. like middle school, high school, doing like school plays and musicals and stuff. And then um, it came time to go to college and I was like, all right, well, I love plants. I low-key want to be a scientist, but also I'm like having a lot of fun with acting. Like maybe I'll do both. Uh-huh. And obviously there were no schools that had both. <laughs> and they were like, and they were like, all right, girl, pick one. What do you want to right. do? I was like, I guess I'll like go to the city and like pursue acting and do it and um yeah and it was fun and I was such I was that student who like way overachiever I was part of every club in high school and college I ran like a student-run production company yeah another club another club 
no sleep, another class, Bus. another class, plane, yeah, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Um, and eventually, I don't know. I, I, I really, in reality, I feel like I like was pursuing acting pre-transition and stuff, but I didn't actually start booking things really until I transitioned. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel it's like, like all of a sudden. Yeah, we all kind of transitioned at that time where it was really like trending. It was like the tipping point. It was. And it's like, yeah, it's like if you want to get a role, you better be a girl with a dick. Yeah. And you better show your dick on national television. Yeah. (laughs) We'll get into that later. Yeah. I would never. (laughs) Um, um, No, I think I was like, you know, I had... um, you know, when all of a sudden, yes, maybe I was getting less auditions. Like I went from maybe getting a hundred auditions to like getting five, mm-hmm. but of those five auditions, there are only like 20 other people going out for them. That makes sense. You know, it was just different. Yeah. It left the playing field was changed for me. Yeah. And also I was, I was better fit for those roles than going out for some role that I was obviously never going to book. Yeah. Well, because you're like you know. you're able to channel your more authentic self. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and also it's like, I don't know, I've never, I've never had the privilege of passing for a non-queer person. So really? any role, it, never. You know, never I once. told I, my parents that we were going to interview you and they're, I was like, she was on Big Sky. Did you watch it? Because they live in North Dakota. So, you know, <laughs> it's, that's the prime. Exactly. Um, and yeah. they were like, oh yeah, she's actually trans. I was like, yeah. So you do pass, honey. You Maybe pass us a lot, lizard. With that tiny little skeleton. Okay, come on. <laughs> Come on, lot lizard. Um, um, Was that like your, yeah. your first big role? I mean, I've had like guest star here or there, but that was my first like major, yeah. major role. And that was, and it took me, it took me away from home for a while yeah. too. And that was a major success. That show is like hugely successful. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It was, it was a good time. Um, you know, it's a complicated. You know, being the only queer person in the room is yeah. hard. Um, you know, it, there's a lot of pressure I've put on myself for no reason, but it was, um, it, it completely changed my life in so many ways. Yeah. Did you have to like help with the writing at all? Cause you can tell watching it. That's like, clearly this isn't a show that was made by queer people. You can just tell. So it's like, as a trans person, it's like, like, how did you, how, how did you feel about like your input and how were you were being received and, um, yeah, on, on Big Sky specifically. Yeah, I, um, there, there were a few times, especially in the beginning, where I definitely spoke up because I was terrified of putting something on TV that I thought was like a big no-no. Mm-hmm. So I would like unprompted call the producers and be like, hi, like, please, please take this off. Like, yeah. you know, there, there, were, you. there was some problem. Yeah, there, you know, and it wasn't about me. It was like, girl, if this is someone's first introduction to someone like this, like, yeah. it, we got to do it right. There is yeah. a, res- network television has a very unique audience and we, we owe, we owe it to this community. We owe it to the people watching to make sure this is right. So I would constantly speak up. Some things were changed, some things were not. Um, and, you know, eventually I kept just advocating and advocating for the character. And then I became a consultant on the second season. Okay, you better Amazing. work. Um, yeah, come on, paid and credited. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's, um, 
and we got glad involved in the second season you know because um you lo looking back on season one there's definitely some things that i'm like i wish were changed yeah um back at the moment but yeah. you know rep i i i don't think all representation is good representation but i do think what we put out there for the most part was positive totally i agree yeah are you in in contrast to the show that you're on now which is queer as folk which is streaming on peacock um you play ruthie who is a trans woman teacher mother lover um bitch bitch fucking bitch <laughs> um, a crazy slut how do you yeah. <laughs> how do you feel that you know this experience is different uh, with you know in regard to your input as a trans woman playing like a queer trans character like how has it evolved how yeah <laughs> um, what's cool is I I didn't need to have any involvement mm -hmm. in in like the right or anything I didn't need to have any input because it was written from the perspective of people who lived my experience in some way shape or form. Um, so in reality, I kind of just got to be an actor. You know, I didn't have to also be an advocate, which don't get me wrong. I love standing up for the girls, but it's also sometimes nice to just show up and do your job. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, there were things like uh, the second episode opens with the, the main cast all masturbating. And I was like, mm, would Ruthie do that? Or would she have a dildo in her house? <laughs> okay. And, yeah. We were no. going to ask you. We're going to ask you about that. And this right now is, I think, a prime time. Um, yes. So in that in that scene, um, Ruthie, your character, is masturbating with uh, a dildo in presumably her booty hell. Um, yeah. And we were like watching it for like accuracy, and we were like, it's probably like ten in the morning where she is in in New Orleans, and it's like, yeah, there would be a little poop on the dildo. <laughs> Let's get real. And there was There's none. It was clean as a whistle. That is so funny. <laughs> um, listen, she eats her fiber. Yes. She does. Um, she, yeah. takes, she takes uh, pure ferment. Pure ferment every day. <laughs> Twice a day. <laughs> um, oh, that's so funny. Wait, I almost called it Metamucil. What is it called? Oh, Wait, is yeah, it yeah, Metamucil? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was going to, I was thinking, I was confusing with Mucinex. Um, so it was your idea to to have her use a dildo on herself. The, the dildo was my idea. Okay, interesting. Because yeah. I was like, I don't know about you, but I would I've never put shit in my house. <laughs> yeah. I also, it's funny. I also don't. That's not. Yeah. That's not my journey. But I, but it's um, like I don't think people are ready to see a trans woman like yeah. actually like jerking her meat on television. <laughs> it's like no, or even like her implied meat. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, well, because originally it it had um, Ruthie using a vibrator on like oh. on her dick, and I was like. No, I know people with penises do that, but I have never done that. I don't know one who, I don't know a lot of people who no. do that. And that's, I don't want to imply that she's got a vagina. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And also like, that's just yeah. not real. People don't do that. You I can know. say that. People don't do that. No. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure someone somewhere does. Yeah. I, had a, I, don't. I had a guy try to use a clit vibrator on like the head of my penis once and I was like, what it, this is, no thanks. Yeah. I'm good. It's like, ow, yeah. ouchie, wow, wow. Yeah. I gotta tell you, filming that scene was okay. So speaking about like poop in the morning, mm -hmm. whatever. So that comforter, it's this orange comforter, and it shed so much. <laughs> so I'm. It's funny that you say it didn't look like there was poop because I had to like wipe all the lube and stuff off of me after, 
and it looked like I was covered in shit because the orange lint from the comforter was all over me. Baby. But it wasn't poop. She it did was, shot. It was limp. It was baby. You heard it here first, folks. She shot all like, over the bed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that costs extra. <laughs> yeah. Um, so did you have to like audition for the part of Ruthie in Career Spoke? Or like how did that kind of come to you? It really was like a magic circumstance, how it all all played out. Really, like it's not how it's supposed to happen. Um I was about to sign a contract to do six or seven more years of Big Sky and a big, huge contract. That's major. That's a long um, time. Yeah. I was like, this, this is going to take me until my mid thirties and something, you know, it just, I was sitting on it. Um, And then this role popped up. My agent was like, Hey, I've got a crazy idea. I think this is your role. And um, I got the, I got the audition like 8 p.m. Thursday, got it on tape by noon on Friday. Two hours later, the showrunners both followed me on Instagram and I had a meeting Monday and I booked it. You better yeah. it. And then, yeah, it was so simple. Um, and in that meeting, I was just like, it felt like home. Yeah. You can, yeah, you can I feel like, that even watching the show. It's like, mm-hmm. you can just tell, like, that character was like so meant for you. You did such an amazing mm-hmm. job. Like the whole cast had such Thanks. good chemistry. Like this is a show that I feel like is going to go on to do like six, seven seasons. Yeah. And I will be watching. Well, thanks. I, I hope so. I just, I hope, I hope people watch. It's hard to tell what, I don't know. I hope, I hope people watch. I love it. And I think we've done some really, truly like game changing things on the show. Totally, and for sure. I, I know. Yeah. And I know their ideas for seasons beyond, like really some, some really cool stories that I think we'll, we'll be able to be tell be told. Yeah, amazing. Truthfully, this is you know, there's a lot of like queer characters in television now, and a lot of times it comes off as like really corny. And this was the first time where I was just like, yeah, I can tell like this is actually made by queer people, like right. for queer people. A gay person like, wrote this. no corny. Yeah, it it makes a difference. It really it does makes such a difference. And because none of these characters are just like the one queer person dropped into a story. It's you know like I've had people ask like why does Ruthie need a sperm donor when she clearly has a dick and it's like okay well I'm glad we don't even explain it because anyone who's trans is going to get it right you know also that it's like when your character had that conversation about um like your libido kind of tapering off when you first start hormones and then it kind of like comes up and it recalibrates itself I was like oh my god like Mm -hmm. yeah that happened to my body yeah and how that in itself can be like kind of like a traumatic experience yeah. like your sexuality changes so much yeah. and it's yeah. like yeah when I first started taking hormones honey I didn't touch myself for like six months yeah, same I was sexless mm-hmm. yeah or it's it's crazy how every now and again I mean I don't I don't know about you two but every now and again I'm just like wow I feel nothing from that part of my body like I'm like yeah. oh I'm like I don't think I don't think I've been interested in sex in three weeks yeah huh. yeah totally and, you know and I think what was so cool about that monologue too is it's like you're you're seeing someone discuss feeling alienated from her body you know it's like but post transition mm-hmm. like it's not like a pre transition like uh I don't fit in this body it's post transition like I love my body and I don't know what the fuck to do with it mm-hmm. right it's not sensationalizing that like early onset kind of like 
trans, like trans, like baby egg bubble, pink yeah. bubble kind of thing. It's like, give us a yeah. character who like has all of her shit together and is dynamic and then like things fall apart, but not in the way that yeah. you expect them to. And I think that was a really cool uh, narrative that they created for your character. Um, I was really gagged at the fact that when I saw you first on screen, I was like, okay, so she's in high school. Yeah, I thought you and were then a I was student. like, oh, she's a teacher. She's like, I want to be a teacher. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's giving skincare. Yeah, it's funny. giving youthful glow. It's giving, it's giving almost 30. It's, yeah. it's giving network television money, honey. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm almost 30. So I, I appreciate that. Yeah, you look great um, 30. Yeah. 31. Oh my gosh, the elderly on this podcast. <laughs> uh, so also, okay. So other characters on the show, uh, Juliet Lewis plays um, Mingus, who is like the non, one of the non-binary characters. Uh, his mom, <laughs> their mom. Um, they, they say him all the they, time. I think show. they use like all pronouns. Yeah. Okay. They use the yeah. They 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 go back and forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and she is just a star. Oh my god! Yeah. Did you get to work with her like personally? With Julia. Yeah. Um. Did we share a scene ever? Yeah, I feel like I didn't. See we you guys we were really. in the same. We were in the same room together. I don't think the two of us ever had dialogue together. Um. Like during at the in the finale, we we were in Babylon together mm-hmm. at the same time. Um. But we would cross paths with each other all the time. She is super kooky. Um, a total rock star and um, really like uh, what's the way to say this not wears her heart on her sleeve but she wear like she is so authentically herself um, like on camera off camera on Instagram like, yeah I love she, her Instagram yeah she's it's so chaotic her. in the most refreshing way um, and she's really such a like a wise caring soul she's really lovely she seems so great and like yeah. her performance that she delivered I was like yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's next level yeah. and even just the simplest things like um uh i mean she truly she's a veteran there's a reason she's an icon yeah yeah also by the way that final scene in babylon had me absolutely sobbing in bed it makes me cry thinking about it it was so Sorry, beautiful with with mingus's performance yeah. and everyone dancing yeah yeah um fun fact i'm not in that scene <laughs> Okay, show's canceled. Um, <laughs> show's canceled. No, I, I um, had a stomach bug, and for weeks, for weeks, and I couldn't figure out what the hell was wrong with me. And that day, I was like, oh, I don't know what I need. I just need like Dayquil or something. I asked for Dayquil, and they sent me home because they thought I had COVID. Oh you know, I was like, girl, I've had, I've been tested for COVID like seven times this week. I don't have COVID, and they they sent me home. And so me in that scene dancing is my is like a body double. I have to go back and watch that now. That's so funny. Imagine that they cast like as your body double some like big man in a wig. <laughs> I mean, they cast they cast um this girl. She was I I don't I never met her. She was like very fit. Like mm-hmm. like she had she was way Trans- curvier oh, yeah. than I. Mm-hmm. No no like like she was very womanly. Okay, gorgeous. She was very yeah. I was like I was like thank I was, like, you. I don't look like that. But thank you. For Ah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, just giving body. Um, okay, so speaking of dysphoria, how was it to be, like, okay, so your character, there's flashbacks of, of your pre-transition self, um, of Ruthie. 
So how did it feel to like be put in like male drag and like to be playing like a pre-transition trans woman? So I fought really hard to play that role. I love they originally it. wanted to cast, they wanted to cast a younger actor to do that. Um, and I was like, yes, she's 30, but she's giving high school. She's giving 12. Um, <laughs> it's giving 12, it's giving creepy best. Literally 12. Um, <laughs> um, they were worried that it would come across like pen 15 -y. And, and I was like, girl, no, I can do this. So I sent in a self tape. I like put on a wig. I got this little school uniform and I auditioned for it to play my younger self like months prior. Um, and um, they finally, they agreed to let us do it. And I, I listen, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have a full on meltdown and panic attack the first time they put me in it. Cause I also was bound, like I was wearing a binder. Um, I was wearing a binder, I had a wig. Um, my skin was, flawless so they had to add imperfections uh -huh. like i because i was drinking i was like guzzling coconut water for the last few weeks mm -hmm. and so <laughs> she was glowing <laughs> Noted. glow it was glowing um i have since given up on that unfortunately <laughs> still and um it was uh it was so it was very affirming in a weird in a really weird way it was so affirming because yeah. i look back at the hair and the makeup and everything was modeled off how I actually looked at that age. And it, you can't tell the difference. It, I look so similar. Yeah. And it made me, it made me, you know, I, I mean, I'm sure you two can relate. Every now and again, I have those days where I'm like, wow. I'm a man. I, I am the first brick that was thrown at Stonewall. <laughs> and, um, and, but I looked so like, there were some moments where I was like, wow, I, I need to like butch it up. I'm giving girl and drag. Yeah. It's and like confirming of your like yeah, female identity. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, it was like a lovely reminder of how far I've come. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I like deepened my voice for it. I, I was going to say, I noticed that you had so many like affected little mannerisms and, and things with your voice and like, just like behavior that I was like, okay, she's like, She's giving acting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, I was, I tried. I worked really hard on it. Yeah, you can. Um, thanks. And um, yeah, it was, it was hard, but it was really rewarding. It was probably the most challenging thing. Like, I think that was more challenging than being naked. Hands oh, down. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. And you really don't see, I mean, up until recently, most like trans characters have been played by cis people. And I think part yeah. of the reason for that is because they wanted to show pre-transition. So you don't get to actually see a trans woman on TV do that. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it well, was really and, cool. Well, and in reality, I haven't had much work done at all. So it's like, I really, I liked, I don't think I look all that different. <laughs> I, um, you know, like, it's, it's, I still have the same face for the most part. My, it's just a little, my Softer. cheeks are It's the moans. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's the, it's just, it's, she's got hormone face. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, so that's, that. that's that. We've often fantasized yeah. about like getting in male drag and just like. We have out. gotten in male drag. Oh, and going out. Yeah. And just <laughs> oh, like, you guys, you guys talked like. about this. You guys talked about this on like a week or two. Yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was like. I, I thought of um of bleep of that episode yeah. and was like I don't know I I I've thought about that before too where it's like how I wish I was happy when I looked like that yeah, yeah right 
you know, like my life would be so much easier. Pick a direction, sis in either direction. My life would be so much easier. Mm, yeah. But like, I'm very proud of being trans. I love the journey I've been on. But like, sometimes it would be easier to just be oh. a really cute gay boy. Yeah, just, just be like a big booty femme twunk only fans yeah. boy. Not a thought <laughs> yeah. in the world when I was a gay boy. It's yeah. just like, I'm just having just fun. Just a himbo. And now it's like, what surgery should I get next? <laughs> Not yeah. stop. Like, <laughs> I need a facial. I knock, I knock on my wood bed every night saying, I pray I die. <laughs> In my sleep. No, I don't do that. I actually I do, do the opposite because yeah. I have an existential uh, crisis problem. Yeah. But also, you know, love. I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go. go. Jinx. <laughs> well, I was just gonna, I was gonna bring up your boobs and like, I, I, they're beautiful and I'm sorry. And I hope you get, feel better soon. Thank yeah. you. Beautiful and cancerous. You gotta get those ripped out. Yeah. yeah. I, well, it's funny every time because every now and again I'm like I love that I have little ballerina boobs but I'm also every now and again like wow like she could use a couple cc's here honestly um, boobs are overrated yeah I can't I'm gonna well, stunt when I get my explant I'm gonna be like wearing all of the clothes that I can't wear because I have boobs I well your your explant story horror story moment I'm like all right girl nope never gonna do it yeah that yeah. transfer's the way to go it but really also is. like you have a really petite, gorgeous frame, and I'm like a big man, so I have to like get like have some tit to like mm-hmm. cover my whole fucking male rib cage. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're good. You're golden. I hate rib cages. I know they're <laughs> the worst. They're the worst. Yeah, um, they're all. Um, I was gonna say that I loved that when they were doing the flashbacks of your character as a boy, they used bleep instead of their name. Yeah, they didn't use the dead name of the character until well, yeah, also I- until she was dead named yeah 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 i i haven't actually gotten to really speak to that many trans women about how they feel about that like mm-hmm. some i i've had some friends roll their eyes at it i'm like no i actually think it was really respectful i do too yeah old choice yeah i thought it was a good decision yeah and it really like it made the the viewer think like oh that's not okay right. it's not it's okay right dead name. yeah because most of them don't um, really saw, think about that i saw a really funny tweet that was like why is there so much censoring in in Peacock's Queers Folk? I'm unsubscribing. Like, you're censoring all these cuss words. And I'm like, babe, did you miss the first five episodes where we say every swear word in the book? Tranny faggot. It's literally so literally, like, vulgar and raunchy. But it's like, yeah. it's like, that's how we talk, though. Yeah, you know? totally. Like, that's, that's how we as gay people. <laughs> um, Okay. At least of our, at least of our like age demographic. Yeah. yeah. And like, well, you know that the yeah. girl, the girls in the eighties were like, you fucking Greg, of you're course. a tranny, yeah. you're a faggot, and I love yeah, you, yeah, sis. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's some, some gays who are like, this isn't representative of me, but it's like, that's okay. It doesn't all have to be. Well, they need to take yeah. the dildo out of their ass. <laughs> yeah. And with all the, <laughs> with all the, with all the poop all over it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you about your, that, like, that nude scene, the sex scene, wherein your character has a full frontal expose, because I've never seen that. Alexandra Billings did, I feel like she was the first one, and oh, you're probably the second. Yeah. So, yeah, so Alexandra Billings did it in a really lovely, sweet way. Mine was in, I believe mine's the first one to be a sex scene, but also I hate, I hate, like, the first and the this and the that. I'm like, was it good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but um I do think it's the first nude sex scene with a trans person on TV. Yeah. Um 
And I know like uh, Michelle Henley did, did it in a film, Walk Coming Out of the Lake um, or Ocean, I forget the name of the film too. Um, it's like, there have been dicks on, there have been dicks on screen yeah, before. Sure. But like, However, um, I love that scene and I'm really proud yeah. of it. Oh, and I'm so I, glad. And she was actively yeah. getting warped. She was. She was getting, she was getting railed boots the house down. Gorgeous. Um, yeah, it was, it was, um, you know, when we're doing a show like this, when I booked it, I was like, hey mom, hey dad, I'm probably going to be naked on TV. And they were like, okay, don't do that. And, um, you know, when we started, we worked with an intimacy coordinator who is so lovely and they asked our comfort level. They were like, you know, would you be, how far would you be willing to go? And in reality, I was the only one who was down to, to do that. And that's why I'm the only one of the main cast who, who did. Um, but it was, it was, uh, you know, I've always said for the right role, for the right project, for the right scene, of course, why not? I'm an actor. And then I was actually presented with one that was all of the above. And um, I really wanted to be like the cool girl and just be like, yeah, I don't mind. I could do it. I could do it. I could do it. Yep. Yep. Okay. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was, it was um, like a few days before um, me and uh, my co-star Chris Renfro, we were at this gay bar in New Orleans. Oh, my dog's having a moment. Um, oh. Don't talk about that. <laughs> um, and we were, we were at this gay bar called Good Friends. Oh my goodness. Um, hold that. that sounds like a person trying to be a dog. It's, it's her publicist. Me. No, it's my publicist saying, don't tell the story. Stop it now. Here, here, get out. Animals. Um, okay. You were in a gay um, bar. I was in a gay bar. It's at Good Friends in New Orleans. Um, and I was talking to my co-star Chris Renfro, who plays Daddyus, and I started crying and I was just like, I'm not ready to do this. And um and and they really they we had a really lovely conversation. They really talked me up and made me feel so much better about about what I was doing. And I had, I definitely had like an out of, out of body moment while filming it. Like when I'm butt naked getting railed in front of my co-stars, um, in front of my coworkers, um, where I was like, fuck, this is going to be on TV. Um, Scary. And then I, I probably, Scary. I cried for like probably a month. Oh my God. For after I did it. Yeah, just cause I was like, what the fuck did I just do? Like I'm, and you know, I, I, cause I thought back to like in the, late 90s, early 2000s, the gay actors, or the, the people who played gay characters on the original versions of the show, um, it really, it, it messed up their careers a little bit. You know, they, it prevented them from getting hired for a lot of things, because they were like, oh, I just saw you having sex on that show, can we really put you on ABC Family? Like, you know, things like that. And so, um, you know, obviously we've come a long way and for queer representation, but like, people hate trans women yeah yeah um uh, yeah people hate us and knowing that they would have like video evidence of not just like knowledge that i'm trans but like i was worried about that scene being used being weaponized against me in my yeah. career basically um that has not been the case so far it's been it's been 
a lovely response and I'm proud as fuck of it. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll be okay. I think like, you know, as a culture, we've come to kind of a head, especially because right now, I guess we're living in kind of like a very progressive liberal kind of thing mm-hmm. um, that you'll yeah. be, you'll be fine. Like, I think I'll, I think I'll be fine. I've already, she got another one in the book. Uh, she's got another job on the books. Okay. Like, things, things are, things are going to be fine. She's, she's booked she's and blessed. Staying. She's booked and it's easy. She's booked and stressed. No, but I actually, I added a bunch of trans women, a bunch of trans actors to my close friends. And I was like, hey, I have this opportunity to be naked on TV. How do you feel about that? And pretty much everyone was like, do what you want. Do it, girl. Um, but I talked to Jamie Clayton about it. And she was like, hey, listen, you might not even have a dick one day. And, and I was like, you know what? You're not wrong. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. How, as as two, two of, the, of the girls, did that scene mean anything to you? Oh, totally. I definitely, it was like, oh, it's like, oh my God, that's what my body looks like. And it's on the screen. And I'm just thinking about like the social impact that it has, like for people watching that, like no one knows what our bodies look like, uh, not on like our own terms, you know, like usually like porn. usually when you Google like trans yeah. woman's body, it's like a bunch of fucking porn that comes up. Yeah. And it's like yeah. the fact that like you as an actor and uh, as a character, as Ruthie, like they had like the agency to like, show that and be like here's my body I yeah I'm having fucking sex because I'm a human being and but it's not necessarily like you're sexualizing yourself Mm -hmm. you know I thought it was really beautiful yeah and done without shame too I feel so much of the discourse around trans bodies is rooted in shame Mm -hmm. and it it felt really it felt really empowering to yeah to um be like no I'm not ashamed of my body actually even though I hate my body a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. I love my body. And that is, that's the, uh, the, uh, paradox of being trans is like, totally. Oh yeah. One day I hate my body and the next day I love it. And yeah. it's just like yeah. oscillating between those two options for yeah. the rest of your life. Yeah. Agreed. I'm not ashamed of it. I don't even talk anymore. I'm just like, Ugh, that's too much. I can't. <laughs> like, I, the way, the way I like talk for the gods on TV I'm like, yeah. unless I, unless I'm actively not. Yeah. Unless I'm like wearing underwear. Yeah. I'm like, obviously I wouldn't be talked just chilling out at home. Totally. But yeah, I'm just like, listen, I, yeah. know, I, that you, I know you that you like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. Honestly, the costume department hooked me up. They made like a whole custom lingerie moment. They made a whole cu- bunch of custom underwear and we had both like off camera tucking on camera tucking off-camera casual, on-camera casual. Like, they hooked me up with, they made custom underwear for me Gorgeous. and for Ruthie. Yeah. I, did did notice, I did notice your lingerie. I was like, okay, she looks stunning. Was okay, chic. so that lingerie, I actually went out and bought all of it. Um, so the, some of the, the, the lacy lingerie that I wore a lot is Anine Bing. Anine um, Bing. Anine Bing. A-N-I-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-A-N-
the top was an Bing, and I think the bottoms was some custom, like slightly larger, what's it called, a gusset? A gusset. A gusset. A gusset. What's it called? A gusset. A gusset. Got any spirit gum, girl? <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but slightly larger, like moment in the yeah. in the middle. Yeah. So now that you've played like an overt slutty little horror on television, are your um, DMs getting blown up? Are you getting more dick because you're trying to eat the moose now? Um, maybe I'm just delusional and I can't tell when people are hitting on me not really like (laughs) like like maybe yes and no I am in my my hoe phase so yes but I don't think any of that's because I'm on tv yeah um yeah I actually I I was expecting my nudes would be all over the internet by now and I would be getting tagged in it left and right Mm -hmm. um I'm shocked I'm not okay but do you like um, do do you know what is all over the internet Photoshopped pictures of you. Um, girl, I know. I've seen them and they're so heinous and they use the ugliest photos of me. They, I'm not going to lie. I died laughing. They're so disgusting. I, and it's just like, your face on like a porn star's body. No, not even a porn star's body. On like on like a cross dresser. Yeah. Like, like large. The muscles. Man. I saw yeah, that. Yeah. And, girl, that is so, it's so embarrassing. Cause I've searched. I was like, I was like, okay, wait, this, I'm sure this is everywhere. Yeah. It's not. It's all fake shit. No, well, that's, why, fake. that's how I found those. I was trying it's to find that. It's such a violation. <laughs> yeah. It's like at least put my it, fucking it, face on a cis woman's body. Yeah. Truly, truly. But that um, also means you also, made it. Well, so the day, what day was it? It was one of the first days I was in my underwear on set. And I got, I was getting all these emails. Someone set up a fake porn site of Photoshop pics of me. Um, and it was like this, it wasn't, I don't think it was the ones that you saw. And, but they used my real email address. And I was like, I was like, what is the purpose of this? Why did someone, why did someone do this? So I was getting all these emails about it. And that sent me to a tizzy where I was like, oh my God, the way, a tizzy, <laughs> um, a, t- a titsy. Um, I was like, the way I've lost I was like, I've lost my ability to not exist. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of embarrassing. It's a little embarrassing existing sometimes. Absolutely. For sure. Existence is very embarrassing. Yeah. It's so so crazy how just like obsessed people people are are with like trans women. They're like, oh, there's a new tranny on the scene. Let's make all these graphic photos of her. Why? It's so nefarious. It's such a violation. Well, and also they're like not even flattering. I'm like, I've posted some substantially sexier like selfies mm-hmm. i'm like girl yeah i'm like and also the amount of people the amount of times pre-transition photos get shared even today like this week where i'm like why are you tagging me in that people yeah. love to why sensationalize the actual transition there are like youtube they love slideshows it. of her <laughs> years ago there were like youtube slideshows of me like that were like 10 minutes long with like thousands and thousands of views of them of like me before and me after and like i didn't approve like cut me a check for the advertising like what is going on i mean i've definitely like like days i was sad with like where i was in my transition or like just needed some like needed to just see some trans joy Mm -hmm. of course i go down like a reddit rabbit hole of like pre-transition things oh, that people are posting of themselves mm-hmm. um 
I've never posted one and I don't, I don't think I have the, the, yeah, it's not my journey. It's kind of cringe. It is. It, I, I love it. I love it. I do it like, people. I do it like once every three years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have one photo that I'm sitting on right now that I can't wait to share. That is a really thoughty pic of me dressed as bleep from episode six. Like the abs <laughs> are giving, I'm like, that is the sexiest boy photo I ever had. Yeah. It's like, I was um, hot. Like, yeah. Why would I not show the world that I used to be hot and I'm yeah. still hot? I actually took more <laughs> nudes of myself when I was a man. I used to have a whole like Tumblr with a fake identity. With her like, whole out. out of my whole out. With like a paper bag over her head. Or, yeah. Wow. Out. I don't have a single nude from pre-transition. Wow. I don't have a single. I don't have a single sexy photo of me pre-transition. I love that. Other than like looking sexy clothed. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous. But, yeah. She hated yeah. herself. She hated herself. I was she just... hated herself and it took years uh, looking yeah. back and being like, oh, I don't have news of my body. I hated yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. When I first yeah. met now, you, oh my God. when I first met you, you were very like shy and timid and um, just kind of like, like you, you felt more comfortable kind of like in the background, but like, you know, like speaking to you today, like not to be like, I know you're just like such an amazing person. You know, I think it's so really blossomed. The fucking Jenny, you really blossomed, but she has. But it's true. But it's true. It's true. Um, I remember we got brunch at that restaurant in Williamsburg. I forget the name of it, and I was late, and you were like, "I am always thirty minutes early." <laughs> I always, uh, I'm like never late to anything. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, I. <laughs> Yeah, there's <laughs> there's something about, you know, being yourself and feeling good about walking through the world. It's like all of a sudden you like enjoy your presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, moving on from um, Queer as Folk, are you going to be continuing to uh, guest star on Star Trek? Um, it was very is that a secret? Wait, what'd you say? Is it a secret? I said it was very, Um, how they left it was very open-ended. Yeah, it's definitely open-ended. I can't say for certain when um, Angel will be back, but um, it was definitely made as this like a little bit of an origin story type of. Mm. Yeah, totally. You look so hot Thank you. It was an absolute an absolute dream come true. That was my dream role. Oh, fa- yeah, really? like, are, you, a- are you a big fan? Oh, I'm such a Trekkie. I'm such a like sci-fi, sci-fi nerd. <laughs> I truly, I was always like, oh, I would love, love, love to do an iconic, like badass character in some big budget sci-fi project or, or Star Trek or something. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I actually got to do that in Star Trek was like, yeah such a gag i remember when they were doing the casting for that role um but it was it was labeled as like a non-binary character like a non-binary alien character or something because our friend daniela went out for it too and she didn't Uh get it um and i was like maybe i should do that but i never did but i'm glad that you did and you got it that's so exciting thanks well yeah it's so funny well even like how the non-binaryness of the character plays into it all it's it's really more of just like an eradication of expectations and binaries and like hey none of this matters mm-hmm. none of this is real yeah. do what you want be free yeah. which you know i don't know i feel like i found 
I feel like I found a lot of freedom in non-binary for a long time. Like I, it, it gave me permission to be a failing transitioning trans woman. Yeah. Um, where, you know, when I was, I was, you know, I got misgendered on Big Sky pretty much consistently um, ah. up until even a couple weeks ago, uh, last time I was on set. So, you know, it's, Lawsuit. I think that played a big, um, you know, or <laughs> move to another show. Um, you know, um, love my time there, but, um, you know, so for me, non- non-binary was always like, it gave me permission to fail. There were no rules. There were no expectations. You're like, oh, I'm not a woman. Okay, sure. I'm non-binary. Yeah. Oh, you know. I'm not a man, it, not yet a woman. Yeah, exactly. More, what is the quote? Um, more of a man than you'll ever be and more, than a, more of a woman than you'll ever get. Yes. Um, <laughs> stupid. I also, um, I think it's so cool that like you, like that the character is like, kind of like this, like, uh, gender fluid non-binary ass kind of like character because it's like sci-fi and it's like a sci-fi show and it's like taking like that narrative like archetype of like being between like two genders without like sensationalizing it it's like yeah like it makes sense for an envies to like exist in space it doesn't make sense for envies <laughs> to exist on earth <laughs> what i what i do love is no matter what that character is explicitly a trans woman yeah yeah no matter and like or at least a trans the character's trans character's yeah. a trans person yeah and is not an alien character is human yeah um which i love be like yeah you know trans people exist not mm-hmm. only in a fictional future but like we'll be fine we will also yeah, exist also in, in real space future. yeah they're also in space trannies in space what what could be better i've seen that one <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, okay. I was photoshopped in that one too. <laughs> yeah. I can't believe that Spock was like, you're a deceptive tranny. You've been hiding things about your identity this whole time. I was like, okay. What I love about that is I like, I like to think that it turns the deceptive trans woman trope on its head mm. because I never, you know, it, 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 it teeters the line, you know, that that's a, a, a trope of like, mm-hmm. oh, you never told me you were trans. You never yeah. told me you were, you never told me you're a man. Like that that whole bullshit nonsense. Yeah. Um, that is storytelling loves to to use. Mm-hmm. Um, it instead it was like, oh no no no, you all used my pronouns this whole time. You all used you all knew who I was this entire time. I lied about my intentions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. it was, yeah. and it was all for love. You know, she's loved. She's got a someone who loves her. She's married, um, and she's on this criminal pursuit to <laughs> rescue him. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's badass. I, I'm excited. I got to be a killer space pirate yeah. villain. It looks really fun. Like I would love to yeah. see that. Yeah, it, it was like, so fun. And you're all gonna die. <laughs> Yeah. Well, cause like, I don't know. I feel like our transness robs us of the freedom to be messy, the freedom to mm-hmm. be yeah. evil a little bit yeah. just because of like, you know, not necessarily political correctness, but you know, doing right by the community. Right. You want to represent the community in the right light. Cause we're trying to right. like, yeah. it's a lot of pressure. Of us. It's like, let me just relax. Let yeah. me just like be an actor. Yeah. It's, it's hard. But what's so cool about that is that 
also the director of that was a trans woman um, named Sydney Freeland, who, you know, I felt so safe. I felt, you know, this is going to be fine. We're all going to be good here. Mm-hmm. That's good. I can't wait to see you play a cis woman. Yeah. Eventually. I know that's going to come up. Because that was one of my um, next the- questions was like, are you feeling pigeonholed into trans roles? Um, definitely. Definitely. But I would say I audition for non-trans roles. Mm-hmm. Um, I My next project that I'm excited to tell you all about eventually um i will not um is not explicitly trans um she she is you know can i separate my lived experience from a character's i like to think so mm-hmm. um you know am i 100 percent cis passing that doesn't exist um Gee. and the answer is also no um but like i don't know cis women don't pass either so exactly. no they don't they're all bricks yeah. Yeah, I think it's really powerful. Like Patty Harrison, I don't know if you know who Patty is, the comedian. Patty I don't Harrison. know her personally, but um, um, I'm a fan of her. Class. Yeah, she played a cis woman in Together Together, and even had a baby on screen. And like, it was no one never, knew. Yeah, no one in America never addressed, knew. even in like interviews and stuff. It was so amazing, yeah, incredible. Well, even it's like Star Trek. There were a lot of people who didn't realize I was trans until they like read articles and stuff about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. I don't, it's such a, a weird double-edged sword because I'm like, the goal for me at least isn't quote-unquote passability, but passability does make me feel better. Yeah. 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 It's not necessarily about passability as much as it is as like assimilation. Right. Like I just want to yeah, blend I, in. I, well, it's like, well, it's funny. And in, and in doing that, like I achieved my goal, but yeah. also I've lost this queerness that I found community in that I found like my friends in and you know it's kind of sometimes I'm like okay now I'm kind of like I'm just I'm just a girl I'm just a hot girl girl. twirling on the children just a hot girl pulling stunts here we are no but I do feel feel slightly pigeonholed but you know it, it goes back to okay like do we think non gay actors I'm using gay in the broad um oh i'm gonna have to plug this in we may have to pause for me to, okay but i think we can but I feel, soon too. we'll just cut it we'll cut the audio okay hi and we're back so you were saying that you were um you were feeling uh pigeonholed into trans roles but you have a character in a show coming up that isn't explicitly trans blah blah blah, blah. Yeah. yes so you know it's it's such a weird it's such a weird thing because we want non-gay actors, non-queer actors, non-trans actors to not play our roles. Mm-hmm. And then we also want to play non, necessarily non-trans specific roles. We want to be considered for everything. And what's frustrating is straight cis actors up until very recently have been considered for everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas I've really seldom, if ever, been considered for a role that isn't explicitly trans or explicitly yeah. queer. I've never played a I've never played a role that wasn't queer in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So I definitely do feel slightly pigeonholed, but it's I've also benefited from being pigeonholed. Totally, I've been able yeah. to have a I've been able to have a career because of being pigeonholed. 
Um, it's almost like being a character actor in a way, yeah. you know, where you have those limitations, but you there's a lot of work in that pool. But even in, even so, it's like the shows that you've been doing the last few years are all so different. It's like, yeah, yeah. you might be playing a trans person, but they're all so yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I feel very lucky, especially like going from like network television to like um, this like kind of raunchy premium streaming to something like Star Trek, like mm-hmm. very different things. Totally. Um, and the next one's going to be a serve, and I'm very excited for it. So, yay! Can't wait. Keep your keep your balls peeled and <laughs> look out. We'll try. Um, well, this was really great. Before we close out, I wanted to ask you what your um, dream role is. You know, um, I definitely have already played two of my dream roles. Um, I would say. Star Trek was my number one dream role ever. I never thought I'd actually play a character like that. Um, and Ruthie was also, Ruthie from Queer Spoke was also like, I wanted to play just like a messy bitch who got to fall in love, get her heart broken, mm-hmm. um, be sexy and unapologetically in her body. Did that, check, check, now what? Um, we got a long, got a long career to go. So what do we, yeah. we want to do? Um, I want to do something not contemporary at all. I want to do like a period piece. Yes! You know, I, I think trans people, trans women specifically are typically only thought of in the present or in the future in some like, mm-hmm. like hypothetical sense. I want to see like, I want to just play a woman who uh, gets her heart broken in like uh, along the Seine, you know, yeah. like. Along the river in ancient Greece. Yes. In ancient Greece. Like, you know, I just want to, I want to play something maybe with a dialect uh, or an accent of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do like a historical romance. I think that's what I want. I heard it here first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take something, note. something, something that has nothing to do with being trans either. Yeah. Not that yeah, I don't yeah. love being trans and have th- having those conversations, but there's plenty. Of challenge. Story. There's plenty of story I want to tell that, um, Sometimes I feel like I'm not allowed to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Being trans is one like little sliver of my life. Totally. Well, I hope that you get to tell many, many stories over your very long career that you're going to have. Yes. Thanks so much for doing this with us, Jesse. This was really fun. Yeah, it was really lovely having you as our first famous guest. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, it was so much fun. I'm such a fan of the two of you and your chaos and your... Um, you're just very open and willing to like share all the kooky, kooky parts of your lives. We can't help it. But yeah, it's just, it's, it's um, we, disease. We love mental illness and <laughs> it's, and we, we love you. Um, the feeling is mutual. Thanks, babe. You Stay love. deeply unwell. Yes. Working on it. <laughs> Bye. Bye.